Welcome to another episode of Bitches Love Sports. I'm Bitch Two. I'm Bitch One. We are back <laughs> after a break. Finally. And today we're going to talk about mental health. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what's going to come out of that map? <laughs> <laughs> no, here's why. Because here's some things I've been thinking about today. So one, I was thinking about the fact that like, I did not really want to record today, right? Which is interesting because I feel like recently there's been a lot, well, not not so much, but especially when Kim Kardashian made that statement about working. And there was just like a lot of debate about what exactly working hard is. And my thing with the Kardashians is I don't like their brand. I don't like what they sell. I don't either. But when it comes to work, right, they do put in work. It takes a lot of work to build a brand that way. It takes a lot of doing things on days that you don't necessarily feel like doing them. Mm -hmm. So we're talking discipline, Mm -hmm. consistency, Mm -hmm. strategy, Mm -hmm. all the things they say you should have in place in order to be successful, right? Mm -hmm. So from that perspective, does Kim Kardashian work? Yes. But they literally have constructed their brand to make it look like they don't work. They have helped to create a culture where people feel like they shouldn't have to work in right. order to be it's famous, it's wealthy, so on and yeah. so forth, right? right. So I, I see people's qualm with that. Like, I'm like, yeah, bitch, people don't believe that you work because you never really because broke down the fact that you in your car you or in your apartment or like, right? <laughs> that's why. <laughs> but I thought about the fact that like, let's say this podcast were to take off, you know? Uh-huh. And we even got an opportunity recently that I didn't think we were going to get. And I was like, oh, shit, this is going to be so cool. <laughs> but like, let's say this podcast takes off. I would be highly upset if somebody was like, you didn't even work for your success. All you do is sit in front of a mic and talk. And in my mind, whoa, whoa, I would be thinking about whoa. days like this. Yes. I would be thinking about all the time that goes into editing, yeah. into creating social media posts, into researching because like even on the days when we don't have show notes we've done reading we've taken time to watch games sometimes even when we don't feel like watching games just to make sure that we're staying on top of what we're talking about on some level and just as kim kardashian was upset that people think that she didn't work yeah i'd be upset if people didn't think this was work because they'd be like oh you just sit with your friend and drink gin and tonic and (laughs) talking to a mic this is the fun all these part. things are true yes but this is, this is the only part that is like fun like the other part is just like it's, it's a lot of fucking work precisely the part that you don't see or hear that's the part that like you don't know about but it's a lot of fucking work that part that's why during this break there haven't been a lot of social media posts i remember before we went on break i was like yeah follow our social media because if we post anything it's, we're gonna post it there but like i haven't even had the time or bandwidth to really focus on that. I think we yeah. post, posted that one thing about Deshaun Watson and uh, Colin Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. And other than that, it's just been like, yeah. yeah. Like stories, mostly. Yeah, stories. Yeah, definitely mm-hmm. watch our stories. Those yeah. are entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> but so there's that part. Another thing I was thinking about was Trans Inclusion Day. I saw somebody make a post. Um, it was somebody within the Derby community, and they made a post saying something along the lines of, I've only seen two skate companies today post something about Trans Inclusion Day. And I'm thinking to myself, like, well, if they're anything like me, they just didn't know today was trans. No, Trans Visibility Day. Uh They didn't know today was Trans Visibility Day. Mm -hmm. 
And I don't think that should take away from an organization or a person's um, reputation for trans inclusion or acceptance or what have you. I agree. Um, because it's like, it's, it's kind of like the, the debate that me and my mom have about Christmas sometimes, because I'm not big on celebrating Christmas, you mm-hmm. know, but I'm like, if it really is about just Christianity, I'm like, I feel like Jesus would count more than what you do on that one day. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so I think trans visibility is the same way. Like I'm less concerned about what people do on trans visibility day as opposed to what they do the rest of the year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I agree. 100%. And there's like, there's a lot, like, I don't know, like, uh, like for like the queer community, you have the whole month, right? Like, is different and it's for everybody, everybody in the queer community. Cool. Trans Visibility Day is, is special because it means a lot to a lot of people and, yes. it's, and it's very, it, it's important in today's history, in today's life is very, is, is important a lot more for us that we're in Texas and all this shit that's happening. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I agree. Like you don't, this is, you don't know what you don't know. So, you can't just like assume that the other person is going to know, you know, like if you're not exposed to it and you don't have anybody in your circle or, you know, in your community that, that might be able to tell you or like whatever, you're just not going to know. So I don't, I, I, you can't get upset at people for not knowing what they don't know. And as for us, I'm like, at least we are consistent. Right. It's like, You've heard us a lot talking about <laughs> trans people, like in this almost in oh, every episode. No, I mean, much. as far as posting, there are a lot yeah. of days that we don't right. post anything. Exactly. About. Yes, exactly. So, but the reason why I thought about those two things when I was thinking about mental health was because, one, at first I was like, it kind of feels weird to talk about mental health on a day where it's like not in the news. Yeah. But I'm just like, it's relevant to me. <laughs> and the same thing goes for trans visibility and trans inclusion. It's like, I might not post anything today, but there are going to be days where it will be posted about, mm-hmm. you know, and it might not be when it's trending, mm-hmm. but it will be when it's important and it will be sincere, yeah. you know? Yeah, exactly. And so here I am sitting here kind of recording at a time that I don't want to record, talking about something that isn't trendy. And it's just like, this is where it, it you start really thinking about balance. Because let me be clear, it's not that I don't want to record because I'm like, I hate this shit. I don't want to record because I got a lot of stuff going on right now. She's leaving tomorrow for a whole ass tryout this weekend. She's going yes. to Arizona tomorrow. And we're here. Literally, when she said that, I'm like, do you have time for this? She was like, no. I'm like, all right, well, here we are. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to Phoenix tomorrow for Team USA tryouts. Mm-hmm. Um, Send her all the good vibes and all the. In the, the meantime, stuff. I've been planning shit for Violet Crown Roller Derby. Mm-hmm. Things are going well, mm-hmm. and that's also helping with ATX Women's Sports doing things. Mm-hmm. So it is a lot going on. So I'm like, don't get me wrong. I'm well aware that this is a monster of my own making, but <laughs> <laughs> whether you create the monster or it comes from somewhere else, once it's there, you got to deal with it. That's the thing. Right. Okay, mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. You gotta feel you know. it now, <laughs> right? Right. So, so here we are. Oh Lord, this situation. Sorry, y'all. Deshaun Watson just came up on our TV. <laughs> we'll get to that later. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, speaking of things going really well, South by Southwest. Mm. That was such a fun experience. Yes. I, I, yes. It was my first one, and I. 
I really enjoyed it. Well, let me let me let me let me rephrase that. <laughs> I did, but I think I'm developing this like loving relationship with this festival. I love it, but it's just so big, and they just like it's such a big umbrella of everything, like everything: sports, tech, film, music, everything, <laughs> comedy, everything, and it's just so much, and it's like so big, like like. We were tight. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like the last day we were there, we were like, "Oh, let's go." This is like it's a 19 minute walk, and I'm like, "Bitch, I've been on my feet all day. It's five o'clock. Yeah. I'm gonna go home. I'm, I'm exhausted." By the time we finished the last panel, we wanted to go to because, yeah. like, before that day started, in my mind, we were gonna do our meetup go to this other panel Mm -hmm. and then we were gonna enjoy the nightlife that went along with South By but literally by the time we finished that last panel and we walked to a couple of places that were nearby Mm -hmm. like I was exhausted like literally I went home ate and like passed out done there was no amount of anything that was gonna give me enough energy to make it through the rest of the night yeah I agree but we were tired, but we were tired from doing things that were productive and fun and oh, informative. 100%. That day we went to three panels. Yes. And we had and our meetup. And we went to other places. So. Yeah. And the day before we had gone to mm-hmm. some panels. How many did we go to on Sunday? Two. It wasn't three. as many. I, yeah, I want to say it was like two. We went, I know for sure we went to that one panel and then we spent a while like at Lizzo, Lizzo World. World. Yeah. Which that was so cool. That's not really the name of that exhibit. It's no, Amazon something, but it was it was basically Lizzo World. I still haven't posted the video from that, but you'll see what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was really cool. But yeah, I got to talk directly with Renee Montgomery, Maria Taylor, um, who else? Uh, uh, Monica. Monica. Oh, Monica McNutt. She was on Zoom, but yeah, I did get to. But yeah, I mean, (laughs) we got to talk to her, like, like you know, the school facts. Oh, and Kara Allen with the Spurs, the new uh, community Mm -hmm. impact officer Mm -hmm. with the Spurs. Who's man? She's awesome. Yes. Like when I saw the write-ups on her taking that position, I was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." But then, yeah. like seeing her in person and seeing her interact with other people on the panel, I was like, "Yeah, you're she's a true." Yes. 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 yes, yes, yes. She's really, really cool. Really, really cool. It was really nice to meet you here to, to hear this ever. <laughs> what would you say was your biggest takeaway from South by as a whole? So, if you go with the intention that we went, it's really cool and it's very informative, and you can you can take a lot from it. And you you can network a lot, and you can meet a oh, lot yes. of really 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 cool people, and you know, and grow whatever it is that you're doing. We went because of this, and you know, the sports that we play, and everything. So we made a lot of really cool connections, and met a lot of really cool people. So I'm gonna take that away from. That's what I'm taking. That's fine. That you can network and meet cool people. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of really cool stuff, but. <laughs> Like, if you go for, like, music and concerts and stuff, it's going to be a completely different vibe than the one that we went. Yeah. I I do agree that um, it's really good for networking. A lot of the people yes. that I met, I literally met on accident. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm, by I met, I mean, like, people who, now that we're connected, like, we have plans to work on things together in the future. Right. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like I walked up to these people like, 
oh, they're the so-and-so for such-and-such. I'm going to talk to them. It's literally like, you know, you just walk into a meetup or into a panel. Mm -hmm. You're sitting next to somebody and you're like, oh, hi, I'm, you know, so-and-so. And And they're like, oh, I'm so-and-so, so-and-so. And And it's like, oh, really? And then next thing you know, through that conversation, you find a place where your interests intersect. And it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, well, we should. Work on this. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, so it it really is good for networking. So all the people who see that on social media and think people are exaggerating, no, not the case. No, not the case at all. But I I would say one thing that I really took away is just like, especially for sports, it's just like how much that encompasses and just like how much the world of sports ends up being a reflection of society no matter what we try to do because all the all the panels that we went to where they were talking about like women's sports Mm -hmm. women's coverage women in the media Mm -hmm. it's like impossible to discuss those topics without discussing women's history (laughs) yeah yeah, Yeah. like women's history before women's sports was even popular just like how women have how the position of women in society has developed with the development of this country, especially it's like impossible to have a conversation about women in sports and women in sports media without addressing those things. Like you just, you just can't do it. So (laughs) you need that base. You need that foundation. If you don't talk about that, you don't have that foundation. Yeah. And so one of the things that helped me realize was why I felt like I kind of struggle with this podcast a little bit because it's like, I never intended it to be like, Oh, we are we are championing women's sports. We are championing like uh, queer inclusion and trans inclusion. But it's like I think once you start discussing those topics and you get comments back that say certain things, and you kind of realize that the mainstream sports media that you pay attention to so much they don't talk about these things. You almost start to feel a responsibility to yeah, talk about those things to cover it. Yeah, because nobody yeah. else is. <laughs> yeah, and so. So that's where it kind of comes from. So, you know, that was interesting to me. Yeah. I also thought that it was interesting that just like women at different levels of sports have such similar experiences. Like, okay, so when I wrote the description of the meetup, I said that, right? I was just like, yeah, regardless of where you are in your sport, you know, whether you're a professional WNBA player or you're like a recreational dodgeball player, like we experience common things as women. You know, I said that. But like the women who showed up for the meetup <laughs> and hearing everybody from a woman who plays recreational softball to yeah. an actual Olympian yes. be like, oh yeah, this, you know, we have these shared experiences. Yes. I'm just like, yes. damn. Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah. it, was, it, was, it was very interesting. It was very interesting to like see how their perspectives of these women, like a very young, you know, track athlete or an older woman that is a power lifter and like mm-hmm. you know even though they're like at least one generation apart like their experiences are kind of similar too so it's like yeah it, it was, and a it was lot of it has to do with image <clears throat> and oh, especially yes, sure. image as compared to men yes yeah it's so, all about comparison <sighs> I hate that yeah really really interesting that it just seems like women no matter what we accomplish on what level how much visibility we get it always seems to come back to that on some level yes it's just like okay 
yeah, you've done all this stuff, but like, are you still feminine? Like, <laughs> should you be doing something else with yes. your life? Because like, you're a woman and at your age, you mm-hmm. should be blah, 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 blah. You're married, you don't have kids. Like, oh my God, you're not going to regret that when you get older. Like, bitch, let me live my life. What if I don't want to have kids? What if I don't want to get married? Like, we need to normalize that in, in, in women's lives. Like, we need to normalize that. And, and women having kids later in their thirties, like it's, it's okay. It's, it's, it's okay. It's, it's okay. okay. <laughs> it's yeah. not, it's not a sin. <laughs> it's not like, and honestly, it's not your life. So why do you care? Anyways, it's, I always oh, come Lord. back to that. Yes. I always come back to that with whatever the situation is, social justice, whatever it is. I always come back to that. Like, why do you care? Actually, I had this conversation with my coworker about when the whole Leah Thomas came out and, you know, kudos to you, Leah, for winning and, doing all the stuff that you're doing. But um he was he was not he was not okay with it. And I was like, but like why? And he's like the same thing that everybody was saying, you know, like, oh it's not fair, and like here, look what she's done, yada yada, like all the other women in the sport. I'm like, do you even know swimming? Like do you watch swimming? He's like, no. And I'm like, then what do you then how do you know? Well, well it's just not and I'm like, well, do have you ever like watched anything? Do you even watch women's sports? No, no. Mind you, like we were we were talking about March Madness and like he was doing his brackets. I'm like, are you doing the women's? He was like, no, I don't watch the women's sports. And I'm like, oh, then what do you have to say about it? Like, why does it bother you? Like, that's been my question this whole time. And it's like when you ask people (laughs) that they get upset that you're challenging them. And I'm just like, no, I really want to know at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really want to know what it is that makes people so curious about trans women specifically. There was some Facebook thread and where that I was looking at and they were like, yeah, you don't see trans men competing in men's sports. And I'm like, there actually are several yes, trans no. men who are athletes, but no one talks about it, oh. which, which adds to the confusion. So explain that to me, mm-hmm. you know, Miss Crusader, who's right, like right, so right. against trans athletes. Right, like, right. why don't you know about this? Right. <laughs> the that's trans what I've been men. saying. Like, there's, there's, she's not the first, y'all. Like, there's been multiple trans women in sports. Just because she was, she won and she's the first one that she won what she won, like, now you're talking about it because you know, because now it's on your feed because she actually won. But there's been multiple before her that didn't. Like, and they did the same thing to Serena when she started yes. winning at tennis. Yes. Like, they, they started testing her hormones. It was like, oh, you're winning? You're winning too much for our liking and you're not as feminine as what we're used to? Yeah. So we're going to mm-hmm. test and make sure that your hormones say that you are indeed a woman. And what would have happened if, if Serena had high testosterone levels like Castor Semenya? Yeah, you know? they would have banned her from playing tennis. Oh, they definitely would have. Yes. But the whole thing is ridiculous. Anyway. Yes. Going back to South By. Yeah, sorry. South By, <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> South By as a whole, I think is a great event. But I do agree. I am developing a love-hate relationship with it just because of the impact that it has on the city. But the reason why I'm leaning towards more love than hate is because like, while it does definitely fuck up traffic for a couple weeks <laughs> yes <laughs> it raises the price of like it feels like everything um yeah. it's it is a big part of the economy you oh, know what i'm sure. saying oh for sure and it was like the first the first one after two years of not having any south by yeah so it was pretty huge but at the same time it's a big part of the reason why there are so many um like tech people coming here and just like 
and have changed the city. I used to say changing, but no, like the city has changed now. Oh yeah. Like Sandra Bullock had that quote where she was like, Hey, for everybody to move, moving to Austin, don't change a thing. It's great the way it is. And I'm like, they already changed it. Like (laughs) too late, Sandra. Yeah. You should have made that announcement like five years ago. It's too late. Yes. I moved to 2018, which is like literally four years ago. And I, I can already tell, like, it's just, it's just crazy. The prices, the rent, everything, 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 like the driving y'all, I don't know where you're driving your state, but keep that in your state. Okay. Like here we drive like a normal person. Like, I don't know what this cutting off people and, and, and mind you, I have a lot of road rage. So that's probably where this is coming from. But anyways, like, y'all like, no, this is, it's getting ridiculous. It's insane. You're like the third person I heard say that this week. I don't have to really? get on the interstate oh. a lot during the day, oh, well, so I don't. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> you would. You would definitely know. You would definitely know. Yeah, I'm like damn. You would notice. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass. But anyways, I I just wanted to say like if you're if you're going to Saba and you have like a purpose, that's gonna be good. Like you need to know why you're why you're there. Otherwise, Absolutely. it's gonna be overwhelming. It's going to be like, you don't know what to do. There's so much going on at one time, like at the same time that you don't really know what to do. And it's going to be very, very overwhelming. So if you ever go to South by, just make sure that you have a purpose. And Oh, hell yeah. I spent so much time before the festival even started, just like looking through everything Mm -hmm. that was scheduled, marking my favorites, seeing what was timed when. Mm-hmm. And there were certain things that happened at the at the same time that I right. had to like pick one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's definitely worth it to sit down with that schedule and figure yeah. out what you want to go to. For sure. Make sure you book your mentor sessions early because they will book fast. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. but they are useful. They're worth it. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. It was so I don't know, maybe from an outsider, like an un-American person saying this. Because that was probably my first, like, big festival here. I don't think I've ever been to, like, a big festival. No, I'm like, y'all are fucking crazy. But I don't know. It was just, like, it's very different where, like, the first panels that we went, like, the women that we saw and how it was set up to the last panel that we went to. Oh yeah, it was like night and day. It was like to me, I was just like, oh, when we got because the last one was at the Hilton and it was like big and they had nice love seats and like this man whatever. And I'm like, oh shit, this one not gonna be so. This one's gonna be so good. And it was my least favorite. It was Same. literally like I'm like mm-hmm. I almost saw you and we're like we should just like can we just go to lose the world. <laughs> Yeah. get a birthday and a drink because like, we should have while i was sitting there i was yeah. like well we're in the front it would be rude but yeah. then once we actually got out and i realized like they had shut down the line to lizzo world i was like we should have left we should have left you <laughs> me too we could be in lizzo me right too. now yes. enjoying burgers yes. and free drinks yes, <laughs> yes exactly exactly uh, it was just i don't know it was that was a it, that was very shocking i guess to me because yeah. But I mean, I, I would say that's another thing that I learned. So like South by Southwest has like a, a submission process for submitting events, you know, and just talking to certain people about how they got included, how their panels got included. Because we did submit both a panel and a meetup. Our meetup right. was approved. Our panel was not. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that a lot of the panels that were were approved, the subject matter was the same. 
yeah. as what we what we were going to discuss, right. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then from talking to people about how certain panels got approved and just like seeing some of the names, like I'm pretty sure Maria Taylor didn't have to submit uh, oh, a sure. proposal and wait to see if she yeah. got it. Somebody you know? was like, yo, Maria, are you free on this day? Can you come to us in right. this panel? Like. <laughs> And so I think part of the disparity that we saw was because of certain people attaching a certain value to those women Mm -hmm. that wasn't attached to the other women who we saw at the Four Seasons. Yeah. And so it was a different setup, a different type of room. The stage was completely different. That's what I'm saying. And But the information was not as valuable that's what i'm saying like yes exactly and it was just like you're supposed to be like it's like maria taylor should have been on the couch yes exactly (laughs) on the nice couch with the good lighting (laughs) yes they all should have been up there and i'm like you like i was just i don't know because it was just weird to me like you're supposed to be two women in in the sports world that made it that far right like it was it was about their 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 career right and how, yeah, how they the, made it to the, the panel was like um women who are dominating sports the sports industry or right. women who are dominating sports media or something and, like that and, and i was like it was not like not to shit on them like whatever whatever but i, I don't know it was just weird because i learned so much more from the other like even the men's panel i learned more from that than i learned from this last one and it was mm-hmm. like i don't know it was just weird to me like like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, what are you trying to sell here? Because one of the women, your daddy fucking built a business. So you just grew into it. And the other one, you're just fucking balling. So I don't know why. What is your what is your career? How did you make it there? Like, you were already fucking balling when you got there. Like, you know, while all these other women were like, oh, no, we had to, like, work while we were in college and do this and do that and like what am I gonna do when I'm done like am I gonna keep playing am I gonna go professional am I gonna go into into sports media like it was so I mean even though that's not the message they were trying to send it does kind of speak to a little bit of truth about the industry which is Mm -hmm. it does matter who you know oh it does matter and and like who you know a lot of that has to do with how much money that you have because there are certain events you won't have access to. There are certain people whose circles you cannot enter unless you are in a certain tax bracket. That's just true. Now, even though they didn't say that in those words, yeah, that's, that's if you that's, listen to what they were saying and you read between the lines, it's oh, like, yeah, oh, yeah sure. I would either have to know the right people or just have money and to have the kind of opportunities that they're describing. Yeah, it just it was kind of like it kind of pissed me off. I'm not gonna lie, kind of pissed me off because these other women like. They fucking worked their asses off to get where they are. And these other two just kind of were like born into it. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It was, I don't know. It kind of pissed me off. And they had like this really nice stage with like this big ass fucking like screens and like video and cameras and and all this shit. I was like, damn dog. I wish I could have (laughs) seen the other three panels that we saw that day in this fucking stage. Yeah. Anyways, I don't know. That was, <laughs> the, that was the only panel that we didn't even talk to them. We talked to everybody. Yeah, they didn't have the, a Q&A after. Mm-hmm. So. In that. Like, they didn't even have a Q&A. Like, yo. <laughs> I don't know. Well, so that's South by. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
As far as everything else that's been going on in the sports world, I don't even know where to start. I don't have anything else to say about Leah Thomas. Like mm-hmm. my everything has been said already. Like, yeah, everything has been said. Um, Leah, you have her support in case that wasn't clear. Yes, <laughs> I am seeing more people advocate for something besides gender being a classification for sports. Yeah, which makes sense. Even with just separating the sports categories by gender, there's still a lot of things that make athletes different that could be considered unfair. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, for sure. I am not a tall person. I was looking at pictures from the clinic. (laughs) I literally was like, damn, my friends really just be letting me walk around pretending like I'm normal size. (laughs) My rib like, you're a fun size. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? letting me pretend I'm a normal size adult and shit and then I see myself in pictures and I'm just like the fuck? And you're also next to John though like John's pretty fucking tall he's like 6'2 six 6'1, yeah, we'll 6'2 yeah like, like you're, but I mean there were pictures where he was sitting on the ground and I still <laughs> look short I, I was telling that to somebody and they're like how tall are you? and I'm like I'm 5'3 and they're like I don't think that's right and I'm like, okay, so I'm oh, glad I'm not the only person who, like, in my mind, I'm taller than how tall I am. But no, I am actually short. There have actually been multiple people who have told me that, who have been like, no, you've got to be taller than that. People who I know are taller than me, they're like, aren't you my height? I'm like, no, <laughs> I am not. <laughs> so I guess just, like, when people are in my presence, maybe that's, like, a characteristic of my innate domain. I, I just seem uh-huh. taller. Yeah. So it's like, if you see a picture of me, online don't don't even think about it like just meet me in person and then just go by how tall i feel yeah. <laughs> we can put the picture of the two of us next to each other actually i have it on my fridge so <laughs> you can tell and i'm i'm, I'm like five seven five eight so i'm not that much taller you that's Five inches. That makes a big difference. Yeah. What is the What is the average here? I feel like I'm taller than a lot of than a lot of women here. You are. I am. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're not like six feet taller than me, no, but no. I I consider you taller than most women. Mm. Well, there's that. Yeah. How do we get on that topic? I don't know. <laughs> you being short at the clinic. I don't know. <laughs> no, I was talking about something else. <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> I can't remember. Let me backtrack. Oh, yeah. I was talking about things that make things unfair in sports. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's how we got there. Okay, all right. So, yeah. <laughs> I compete against people all the time who are taller than me, yeah. who weigh more than me, oh, yeah. who have more muscle mass than yeah. me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it don't matter if they trans, cisgender, non-binary, whatever. Yeah. It's just like, we're different sizes, okay? And so, somebody might look at that and say that's unfair is is my whole point. I, and even with trans women specifically, I have yeah. skated against trans women that are bigger than me. Yeah. I have skated against trans women that are my size or smaller. Yeah. Like at our mm-hmm. clinic, there was a trans woman there mm-hmm. who like, I'm pretty sure I could bench press her. Oh, I'm sure. 100%. 100%. So it's not like all 100%. trans women yeah. are just big, muscular motherfuckers. Yeah. Like, that's, not, that's not how it works. And, and like, if you're talking about Leah, like Leah has that because she's a fucking swimmer. Have you ever seen a swimmer before? <laughs> like, that's-
That's how they look like. I mean, <laughs> like she is taller than the other swimmers. At least how they make it look in the pictures. But I'm just like, I don't believe these women are that fucking small. Somebody. No, you know. hell no. Hell but anyway, no. my point is just like, regardless of mm-hmm. a person's gender identity, what they were assigned as, as at, at birth, there is just a disparity in size and weight and stature yeah. and physical ability among people. That's just a mm-hmm. thing, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, if you want all that to be equal, well, then we've got to start classifying athletes that way. Now, <clears throat> I think that could be fun sometimes, but I think yeah. sometimes it would make things kind of boring because I think it's kind of cool to see, like, mm-hmm. especially in our sport, because that's probably what I watch literally more than anything. The mm-hmm. only thing that I probably watch more than roller derby is probably football. football, maybe basketball, because <clears throat> they're just are simply more games. Yeah. Um, but I love it whenever I get to watch smaller teams like two by four. Yeah. Most of their team is yeah. small. Oh yeah. I love watching them yeah. go against a team with yeah. bigger people yeah. and just watching them kick ass. Mm-hmm. And you know, yeah. people will make that assumption. Oh, they're smaller. They're gonna get beat yeah. up. And it's like, no, they have trained for this. Right. These are. They didn't make it to fucking champs because they're small, y'all. Like they make Thank it because you. they work very fucking hard. These like, are internationally competitive athletes. Yes. Now, when we're talking about beginners, like, yes, I will classify or I will separate beginners a certain way because they haven't learned how to hold, how to carry themselves a certain way on the track to protect themselves. It doesn't have to be gender, though. Right. No, no, no. It's never gender, (laughs) you know? But as athletes develop their skills, like, that disparity in size and weight starts to become less, less, less significant in in some sports, you know? Yeah. There are some sports, I get it, like weightlifting, like boxing, fighting. Okay, y'all know those sports. Y'all want to classify weight, y'all feel that's important, cool. But there are other sports where it's just like, no, you're going to see a little bit of a mishmash and mix up, you like, know? Like, yeah, and even in our sport, like you and I, we have beat men yes. in this sport. Like, and they're bigger, uh, thicker, more skilled, taller. Some of them, there are even some men that are smaller than yeah, us. Yeah, exactly. But the, but yes, Definitely exactly. some that are shorter, shorter than you anyway. Not <laughs> <laughs> but yeah and it's and it's like and it's and it's okay like it's okay it's fine and i've been challenged by a lot of women in this sport more than i've been with men and i've played with men almost since i started playing this sport and and that's just how it is yeah that's probably like in the austin derby community there's probably like two men that I can think of off the top of my head that yeah. I'm just like, shit, if yeah. they on the track. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't want oh, to my goodness. I will blow up with them, but I ain't going to jump against them. I mean, I will, but I don't like it. I hate it. Mm-mm. But I I'm can think happy. of, like, without even trying hard, I can think of five women that I feel oh. the same way about. Oh, <laughs> for sure. Oh, they're oh, like, for shit. sure. <laughs> five? I can think of a lot more than five. It's like, okay, shit. take a deep breath. Yeah. Yeah, hell of a jam. <laughs> yeah. When you're jamming and you see those asses at the lines, like, well, we this is the hill that I die on. Yes. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah. you look at the line, it's just like, who did this? Yeah. Why? 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 Yeah, like, you like, y'all don't like me? Like, are you like, what's happening? Like, y'all hate me? What's happening? Get that track cut on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> to get a little I'm break. Doing, I'm going to sit my ass down. <laughs> The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Let me get those 30 seconds real quick. <laughs> I've never actually gotten a track that on purpose, but I've thought about it. <laughs> but yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, 100%. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I got a forum on purpose once. Oh yeah? Yeah, it was it was a B-team game. It was when we were in LA. 
And I think Trigger was jamming and she was like real close to being lead. And I was blocking the opposing jammer. And like Trigger had like, uh, I think, I think there were like two people, but they were like spread out. Mm -hmm. So it was like she could juke him. But I was literally like the last line of defense for the other jammer. Mm -hmm. I don't know much of me saying this out loud, but this is what happened. So I basically, I was blocking and I started, I had her first and I started to lose her. And so when she rolled around and my hand was there, I just I just kept it there. Cause I was just like, <laughs> if our jammer just has a couple more seconds, she'll yeah. get lead. Sometimes you have to take one from the team, you know? Sometimes yeah. you have to sacrifice that. And and like honestly, if I would have been that jammer, I would have appreciated that. Because then you have you have control of the entire jam. Yeah, the rule doesn't say you can't block with your forearm. It says if you do block with your forearm, <laughs> you have to go to the box. Yeah. <laughs> so I blocked with my forearm. So the ref blew the whistle, yep. <laughs> called my color and number, and I went to the box. Period. Didn't break any rules. That's it. That's it. That's how, that's how it goes. That's how it goes. It's like in basketball <laughs> when they foul on purpose. Like, yeah, sometimes you just... <laughs> sometimes you have to take one for the team, man. Sometimes this is how it goes. This is how it goes. I don't think I've ever had, like, a penalty. Have you ever fouled out? Uh, one time, yeah. One... Oh, yes, you did! <laughs> you did! I forgot! With the high runs, you did. Yes, with you the high runs, did. I did. I forgot. Yeah, I remember you coming back like with drinking. Yeah, let's go with <laughs> Yeah, so in Derby, when you foul out, <laughs> you don't have to stay in the locker room. Oh, no, no. So it's like, that. if I did something bad and I got ejected, I would have to stay away. Yeah. But it's like, if you just foul out, you can just go take your skates off. Go get a drink, and then go sit in the crowd and cheer on your team. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. And I so did. that's what I did. That's what you did. I remember. Now, like, when you sit down, I'm like, oh, yeah. I remember yeah, that. That's, that's the only time I've Greece. ever fouled out in Clearly. any game, yeah. ever. Didn't Grease fall out with you, too? Somebody else fouled out that game. That was, that was a remember. hard. That was a hard-ass game. That was, was that the Heartbreaker game? No, what game was that? I, I want to say we were skating against the Hells because I remember there were some OG Hot Rods who were there and they were oh, was on that, one. Oh, that was <laughs> that was Champs. That wasn't that Champs. I don't think I fouled out of Champs. I think I remember that. Was it? This is an opener. Then? I can't. It might have been an opener. Anyways. It was. It was something where for some reason we hadn't <clears throat> like intentionally invited all the OGs, like, please oh, come back yeah, on this day. That yeah, makes me think yeah. it must have been an opener, in which case yeah, we would have been skating against the Hell Marys, yeah. and I believe we it were. Would, yeah, it was the 2020. No, it was 2019. Not 2019. It was skating in 2020. Well, we did. We did one. Yeah. One time. We did. did we? Yeah. yeah. I know oh, we went to Boda's, and then oh, yeah, we yeah. had about, and then the Heartbreakers had about, and then we were like, mm, that's it. Done. Yep. <laughs> I've only followed out once, but it was a it was a like a mashup, so it really didn't it didn't really count. But that was it. Because other times, like if if I have a bench coach, uh, I've gotten benched if I get to five or six. So, nah, fam. Yeah. <laughs> I I if it for me to bench someone, it would depend on how many how much time we had left. Oh yeah, for sure. Because it's like, or or if we're winning. And your position too. Yeah. All of that. Mm-hmm. Because I'm just like- A lot of factors playing into that. I'm like, I better not lose a game 
and I have a skater that's really good mm-hmm. and still has some fouls left. Oh, it's like, sure. no, we're going to try everything. Right. And, and then if you foul out, it's like, okay, well, we tried. Like, right. The only way I'm benching a good skater right. is like, if we're winning. If we lose and we bench that skater, and I'm like, ah, oh, maybe we would have played that skater. We would have done right. it. Like, no, no, no. Let's just get all, all our options out of the way. <laughs> and then if we lose, well, we tried everything we could. So, yeah. like, oh, it's your boot. <laughs> CD is on the screen. WR1 now. Mm-hmm. I of can't wait to see it. Of course. And to all these supposed Cowboys fans, I see y'all <laughs> talking shit about CD. I don't know why. I don't know why y'all are out here trying to make it sound like he's not going to go out here and kill it. What? I, I didn't see any of that. People talking about the Cowboys are done for. Now Amari's gone. CD can't handle it. He's not good enough to be Gallup number one. Do y'all Gallup is a really fucking no? But they're receiver. talking specifically about the prospect of CD being number one, which he will be, which yes. he should be. If he would have been, and he's dirty. gonna fucking kill it. Like it's not. I don't know where people are getting this from. It's not like he's a fucking bad receiver. He's good at what he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wouldn't be where he is if he wasn't. Right, and he's <laughs> only going to get better, you guys. Mm-hmm. Like he's, I don't know. He's young. He I'm kind of. I'm kind of sick of these people who like don't even play a sport, who don't even understand <laughs> athletic <laughs> development and how that can happen over the season, and how like like limited opportunities can affect the way that you show up statistically, Preach. right? Preach. So I'm just like, oh, y'all, go sit down. Like, give it a chance. <laughs> y'all are the worst fucking fans <clears throat> ever. That's why Randy Gregory got the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see that I can say this because I'm technically only a half a Cowboys fan because, like, the oh, Saints man. have my heart. Yeah. But I love the Cowboys and I love CD and, like, the, the shit I'm seeing is on my nerves. <laughs> <laughs> I was really sad when I saw Gregory was gone and to the Broncos out of all places. Ugh. But anyway. I, I, I was thinking about the Broncos because I remember us laughing when they were talking about getting uh, the black owners. We're like, it's fucking different. <laughs> yeah, no, and but then they got Russell Wilson and I was like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, maybe they can make this whole Black-owned team work. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> let's see what happens. We'll see, yeah. Let's see. Let's see what 22 brings. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah, oh, but man. I want Randy Gregory. I would go to number two. I'm like, at least weed is legal there. Shit. That's the, that's the comment that was on the on the tweet. On the Did you see that? Um, was it? I might have. I don't know. Uh, I see a lot of stuff on Twitter. Did he get? Did he get like a weed contract or something? Some shit like that. <laughs> I mean, shit. Like why not? If he could get an endorsement, I don't. Let, 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 <clears throat> okay, here's the thing. He's been very vocal about it too. He has depression. He has anxiety, and he said multiple times that weed helps him with his mental health. So why do you fucking have to like dog? Like why? Why? Right, and just, to me that makes it understandable. It's yes. like if you have found something that helps you with mental health. Yes, like and if he'd rather do that than take fucking chemical meds, that's on him. Why do you have to? I don't. I don't understand. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't because once you find relief make. for mental health issues, that is some life changing shit. Oh, one hundred percent. Tell me about it. <laughs> so I can completely understand somebody making a big life decision yeah. based on access to what they need to maintain that. Yes, exactly. Like Even Flynn was like, you know what? It's going to be better for him. And Flynn loves Randy Gregory. 
Yeah, I love Randy Gregory. He was you know? he was so good. He was so good. He was so good. I just want the team to do well because, like, one, I know if they don't, Micah is going to be sad. Oh, and then yeah. I'm going to be sad. <laughs> yeah. But also CD is going to be sad. Like, I just think about how happy <laughs> CD was this past season. Just, like, all the games that we saw him afterwards. And he was just so excited and happy. And I'm like, I want to see that again. Yeah. I don't want Micah to be disappointed in the second season. Do you think we're gonna get another receiver? Because um, Wilson went to the fucking Dolphins too. Wilson. <laughs> I don't think it'll be a pride. Okay, let me not act like I'm one of these people who like sits down and analyzes. No, no, this, this, shit is, all this is just. All I think like, I, I think our O line is more of a concern than than receivers. I so agree. I can't say that we won't get another receiver, but I do think that our O line is more important. I agree. And if we do get another receiver, I don't think it's going to be like trading for someone to get somebody who's going to be number one over CD. Yeah, I think it'll be somebody who's like in development. But yeah, no, it's CD's turn to be number one. And I think he's going to handle that responsibility well. I hope he will. I've seen his videos where it's like, it seems like he's doing some cool shit in training. Whoever the fuck those trainers are, you better fucking take care of him. Because like, no, I'm I'm serious. He's going to show up. He's going to tell you what's up. I will find you. (laughs) (laughs) If this man gets hurt, (laughs) it better be earned. It better not be no fucking non-contact injury. I don't care what kind of turf he's on. You better figure it out. You better make sure his posterior chain is properly engaged and in line and he is taken care of. I swear to God. Because, no. <laughs> because I saw... <laughs> like Alvin Kamara, for example. You know, mm-hmm. the trainer that he posts a lot of videos with is very mm-hmm. popular. Mm-hmm. But Alvin Kamara stays getting hurt. And it makes me hate that fucking trainer because a lot of it just... It seems... I can't say for sure. I don't know what Alvin Kamara is doing when he's not on Instagram, right, you know? Right, right, But a lot of it seems like it could be preventable. You know what do I'm you saying? Th- do you think he's still playing hurt and he just, like, keeps hearing hurt? He's just, like, That's definitely it? part of it. Yeah. But just the fact that it happens season after season and it's just so often, like... Yeah. I don't want to see that happen to CD. And sometimes that happens when people have a lot of pressure put on them. Yeah. They, they start to train really hard. Yeah. Because it's like... Let's go back to mental health for a second. Mental health of an athlete, right? So it's like sometimes in order to satiate that desire to feel better mentally, like I feel a lot of pressure on myself. Mm -hmm. Like let's say if I were a starting jammer now, Mm -hmm. like somehow somebody decided to put that star on my helmet. I don't know why. (laughs) They're like, man, you've been working on a lot of conditioning during this hiatus. Like you should jam. And I'm like, the fuck? And so like, let's say that put a lot of pressure on me. So Mm -hmm. I start training even harder harder right right? Mm -hmm. and so now in order to allow for this increased training time i'm not allowing myself to properly recover because i feel like i have to train so Mm -hmm. i can be on top of my shit right Right. so Mm -hmm. really instead of the training actually helping me develop my athletic skills now the training is basically helping me deal with my anxiety about being in that position you know and so i'm overdoing it and it's helping mentally but physically, my body is not prepared to go into a contact sport. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I make it through one game. I make it through two games. But then that third game, mm-hmm. my body starts to feel the toll of not having enough recovery time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that. and that's mm-hmm. what I don't want to see happen. Yeah. So that's why when I see CD post stuff like, oh, it's about to get scary up in here. I'm like, OK, if if that means you are going to be more intentional about your training, 
you know, by all means do that. Great. Yes. But please just do not <laughs> overdo it, you know? And that's, and that's the thing that I, I don't know. I can't control. I know. I, I, I agree. That's but I'm concerned about. Yeah. Oh, no, for sure. That's why I didn't go to practice yesterday. I couldn't. Like, after the weekend, and, like, I get up at 6.30 every day, and, like, I got up at 7.30 during the weekend, and I was, like, so tired. Like, I didn't want to risk an injury. Like, yeah, I can't. Like, my body was like, nah, bitch. Like, <laughs> you, need, you need to chill for a second, <laughs> and let's recover from everything so. recovery is so important and i think that's the thing I that play people... friday and then we have the the clinic saturday and mm-hmm. sunday so yeah. yeah that took a lot out of me more mm-hmm. out of me than i expected mm-hmm. um but that that's the thing that i think people kind of miss when it comes to training people think that like training properly for your sport means like always putting in work 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 physical work Training properly for your sport means doing what you have to do in order to be effective in your position. Mm -hmm. And sometimes in order to be effective in your position, you need to be recovered. Mm -hmm. You need to have taken a break. You need to have had proper rest, proper nutrition. Yes. Yes, There's so much that goes into it besides Mm -hmm. trying to balance on a stability ball and catch footballs at the same time. Because you can be great at that too. But if also, if you didn't have like a good bond with your team, like, yeah. It doesn't or if you hurt like all the is, fucking time. That too. <laughs> like, that too. it doesn't matter that what the too. fuck you do in the off season yeah. if, like, six games in and now you're missing for another six games. I know. You know? Yeah. 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 True. So, CD. <laughs> Dear CD. <laughs> Let's write the letter. <laughs> I'm proud of you. I want this opportunity for you, but I'm begging you, please take care of yourself. Like, I don't know who's telling you what. It's none of my business. Like, do you. By all means, be great. But be great means being on the field. So do not let them push you to the point of injury, mental exhaustion, Mm. whatever it is. Like, you already had it in you anyway. Like, Mm. you just need a few tweaks in order to work on a few different skills. And you can only make so many modifications in a year anyway. That's true. So, yeah. And we need to see the, the post-game conferences, too, and, like, the interviews. So, don't, don't go hurt. <laughs> yeah. So, take care of yourself. Be great. And I can't wait till this new season starts. Me, too. I'm uh, so excited. And it's, like, so far away. So. I need a new year. I was looking at my, uh, my 88 shirt today because, like, I'm packing for tomorrow. And I'm like, there's no reason for me to bring this to Phoenix with me. But, like... <laughs> Part of me just wants to wear it on the plane. I don't know what's happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> Doing great. Uh, <laughs> I feel what? like now that we're putting that on shirts, people are going to be like, wait, is this an insult or a compliment? <laughs> it just depends. It depends. You got to pick up on it. <laughs> context. Yes, context. When does the season start? Football season. Uh, let's see. Because the preseason is it August preseason, and yeah, I just don't know what season. Hmm? It's a short season. No, not. I mean, it's short compared to some other sports. But I mean, for a a sport as contact heavy and intense as football, it's actually kind of long. Yeah, and especially considering they do this shit every week with one bye week, and then they got to practice in between. It's a lot. I'm not going to lie. That it's a, a lot. That's a fair, that's you can tell the people who came up with this schedule are not like strength and conditioning specialists. They're just oh, like, yeah, where's like, oh, the money? On the football. <laughs> I don't think the dates have been released yet. Well, it was August, right? Last year it was August. 
Like preseason. This says the 2022 NFL preseason schedule begins with the NFL slash Hall of Fame game in Canton, Ohio. On Thursday, August 4th. That's the day after my birthday. Hey. Wanna go to Ohio? <laughs> you just gave me this look like, what the fuck is Ohio? <laughs> I wish y'all could have seen this look she just gave me. I'm like, okay, no. As Payne does not want to go to Ohio with me. I mean, it's close to others. I mean, by close, I mean it's in driving distance of other stuff. What is, where, where is it? Where is it close by? Where okay, is, hold, hold on, hold on. What is considered Ohio? Is Ohio considered, uh, what is it called? Um, those people like, like, really know what I know about. What is it called? You mean the Midwest? Yes. <laughs> yes. Midwestern people. <laughs> is it Ohio considered Midwestern? Okay, okay. <laughs> Just up. Geography <laughs> lesson because yeah. Americans are so good with geography. All right, oh. so so here's Canton, right? This is where the NFL the Hall of Fame is, okay. right? So we're gonna zoom out, 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 out. So that's um Akron. Okay. That's also Ohio. That's, that's Cleveland. Cleveland. Okay. Yep. So we're going out, out. So now you got Pittsburgh, Columbus. Oh, so it's next to Pennsylvania. Yeah, oh, okay. so it's over there, okay. and then we're over here. Ah, that's that's far. Yeah, so it's by the lake. So so it's by like by Wisconsin and Michigan and all that. Yeah, right? so yeah. there's Michigan. Yeah, it's not really by Wisconsin. There's Michigan, but see, like Canton is like here. The lake is like up yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I wouldn't mind going like driving to the lake, especially if we go like stand up paddle boarding or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when did you say that was? August fourth. Let's revisit this. Yeah, in a couple of weeks, we'll see. Yeah, we'll we'll see what's going on. <laughs> that was the funniest look. Ever. <laughs> the fuck. <laughs> and that's why I can't lie. I can't ever. I can't. My face will never let me lie. I just can't. Even if I want to. Not wrong. Mm-hmm. Not wrong. No, but you, but you know too. Like I'm pretty straightforward, anyways. But pretty blunt, but. Sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> you know what else I can't wait for? I can't wait to see what Austin Roller Derby looks like in the coming months. Oh, whoo, I was telling somebody, spicy. I was just like, yo, if you are a beginner or intermediate skater looking for something to do, <laughs> there's so many opportunities. Oh, my gosh. So many. <laughs> So many. It's like literally every day of the week. There is something to do. Every team, every league, you have, you get a lot to pick from. There's a lot going on in the next month. But when you think about it, it's like, it's the most Texas shit ever. (laughs) So like, so like in Texas, even around Austin, as quote unquote progressive as it's supposed to be, Mm -hmm. there are all these little walled off towns where basically small groups of people have gotten together and decided you know what? We want to do things just differently enough to where we're not going to be part of the greater yeah. metropolitan ever. Yeah. Uh, uh, the greater metropolitan 
area. Yeah. yeah. We're going to come <laughs> over here. We're going to build our own community with our own school, our own church. We're going to put a wall around it. There's going to be our it. city. Yes. <laughs> we don't care if it's 200 people. This is our shit. That is the definition of Texas town. Yes. That is, that is it. <laughs> and that is basically roller derby right <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm shouldn't be laughing at this, but no, it's funny. It's, it's like hilarious. it's like, what if we work together? No. <laughs> let's all do everything at the same time. Let's all, let's all, let's all do everything. No, but it's it's gonna be so good because like I I just foresee. If we play this right, like some of these smaller leagues who are looking for training, yeah, they can really have their opportunity to get some quality training, I agree. really get their skills up. And if we play this right in yeah. the very near future, we could have a whole community yeah. of just like teams and teams yes. of badass skaters. Yes. If we play this right. Yes. So we'll see what happens. Let's play our cards but, right. Yeah. We have a good hand, so... Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, people are gonna be hosting bouts, and Violet House is gonna be getting our money a whole. Violet is gonna be in Ohio, y'all. Like, I'll be like, well, Texas Roller Girls is hosting bouts, and you know, Anarchy is hosting bouts, and Violet Crown. What the fuck are they doing this week? <laughs> <laughs> it's a random ass thing. <laughs> Y'all even bouncer, y'all just host events and then take pictures and put them on Instagram. Hey, whatever it takes, you know. We're trying no, to no. prove a point, so we're gonna prove a point. Uh, good times. It's, oh, it's gonna be a good year. Yes. If, like, if we can just get people to like relax a little bit and just kind of see the humor in this situation and just have fun with it, <laughs> this is gonna be a good it's, fucking year. I just feel like there's a lot of like salty people out there, like people taking the wrong things too seriously. So hopefully, like, if you're one of those salty people and <laughs> the situation with Derby makes you angry, here's what I want you to do. I need you to listen carefully, right? <laughs> so first of, first of all, what I'm going to tell you is, like, there's a lot of skaters in this yes. community. So it yes. all just depends on how you approach the situation, I right? Mm-hmm. Now, if that doesn't put your mind at ease and you're like sitting there telling yourself certain organizations shouldn't exist or certain people should be skating with you and nobody else, even though you're not paying nobody to listen to what you tell them to do in their in their spare time. Here's here's what I want you to do. I want you to take your right hand. I want you to lift it in the air. And I want you to reach around behind you, rotate, <laughs> core rotation. A shoulder core is what we're doing. And bring it behind your glutes. Uh-huh. And you might feel a stick back there. <laughs> <laughs> and so I want you to gently grab that stick and pull it, pull it out of your ass. I think you will feel... Oh, I didn't know where it was going. <laughs> I think you'll feel so much better if you can just get that that stick out of your ass. That was so so good. That was so good. And then once you've done that, you know, take a breath. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. I just feel like everybody could be just not friends because, you know, not everybody can be friends. But 
we could be respectful of each other, you know? Like, that's yeah. that's the bare minimum. And, like, I don't know. Like, that's what Derby's supposed to be anyways. It's supposed to be a good community and, you know, a welcoming community. And, like, you know, a space for everybody. Isn't, am I, am I not saying that right? I'm <laughs> thinking about the movie that we just watched. <laughs> About the <laughs> origination of Black Black <laughs> Derby, I didn't looking at you telling me this should be a space for everybody, and I'm just Wait, like, hold on, hold on, okay, all right, if on. you say so. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, Derby evolved to be that place. Okay, it wasn't at the beginning. Yeah. Clearly, if you've ever watched Helen Wills, clearly it wasn't uh, like that at the very beginning when Black Star was born, but. Um, I think it's like it it grew to be that, you know, like whoever you are, you can play. There's definitely the capacity for that. Absolutely. But once again, it just goes back to how you your ass. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say how you handle the situation, how you approach the situation. Same thing. If you have a stick in your ass, you can handle it. One of my favorite books is called The Science of Getting Rich. And one of the things it talks about is operating in the creative plane as opposed to the competitive plane. And it talks about the benefits that you get from that. But the whole point in that discussion is basically to explain that, like, if you have your goals and what you're trying to accomplish and you are being creative enough to come up with ways to accomplish those goals, you don't really have the space to think about, like, how to bring other people down or like compare yourself to them because like a lot of the stuff that violet crown does like where does that come from that comes from us looking at the sports market as a whole Mm -hmm. you know and what's going on in austin and saying like yo i want roller derby to be there right like it's something that we're trying to gain for everybody yeah and Mm -hmm. that's something that has led to our success thus far not that it's been a lot but to say that we haven't been around that long yeah. and looking at the people who want to work with us on various things in the future, yeah. I would say that's definitely a telling sign, right? Yeah, for sure. And so like that would be my message to all leagues. It's like, <clears throat> think about ultimately like what you want your league to provide to the community. What do you want mm-hmm. for the sport? Because that's really where we are. I've seen people online going at each other and I'm like, none of us have done anything. Yeah worth going at somebody else over yeah because you know it's just like if you take the derby community here for example let's say we started publicly beefing with each other right oh man they literally just held a professional sponsored pickleball tournament here folks is out here competing yes competing at pickleball for money so there is no league here that has the right to talk shit about nope. any other league and what you're doing or not doing. No, nope, Because as great. long as we've been around, <clears throat> we haven't gotten to the point where we can host a tournament yeah. and tell the winning team that they get prize money. That's you know what I'm saying? Yes. And so I'm saying, I'm using us as an example because I know it specifically, but like yeah. even the people who I saw arguing online, that wasn't even here. 
Yeah. That was other people. Yeah. And so I'm just saying that as a message to anybody who might be listening. And that sounds like something you can relate to in your own community. Yeah. Like, yo, there is bigger shit to worry about than what the league across town is yeah. doing. Or the one that folded. <laughs> or yeah. the one that just born. Like, there's a lot more to it. There's a lot more. To and it. so it's like, if we could all get on the same page as like, yo, there are bigger goals. Right. We need to learn how to develop our athletes faster yeah. and better. We need to bring more money into this sport. Mm-hmm. We need to figure we need to out- bring what? <laughs> money. What? <laughs> Revenue. No. <laughs> That's No. <laughs> like all those places <laughs> that we've lost our spaces <laughs> to practice, like that. Yeah, you know, if you have money, you could get another one. Um, <laughs> you don't say. You don't say. But yeah, like in order to find the right corporate partners because it's like we've had people who try to partner with us and they turn out to not be a good fit Mm -hmm. and the derby community doesn't hesitate to let them know but the people who are a good fit why aren't we finding them why aren't they finding us right yeah those are the things that we got to figure out right now right you know what i'm saying yeah i just feel like the derby community is like as much as it's like welcoming like everybody can play and like whatever like you can play at any level recreational you know for fun competitive whatever I just think it's a very closed community. It is. So, like, I, I, I just don't think, like, Derby has been out there. Like, like people were just so worried or, like, you know, so caught up in, like, just bringing their friends or, like, whatever, you know? Like, and that's it. Like, you don't... I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's just me. But I just feel like there's so much more that can be done. Oh, absolutely. To put Derby out there and, and and be considered like as a real sport and like no, we don't elbow each other in the face. That's not true. Okay? <laughs> like I'm so fucking done with that shit. No, and we don't rollerblade. Okay, we don't rollerblade. It's called roller every skate. Time. It's every time. Every time. And I know, you know, sometimes I'm just like, yeah, sure, we rollerblade. Yeah, sure. Oh yeah, we elbow everybody in the face. Oh yeah, we get into fights. Oh. Like just because I'm tired of like, and I haven't, even, I haven't even been playing for that long. I, I wonder what the people that have been playing for like 10 plus years, like how they feel about this. But anyways, I worry less about that because I'm just like, there are people who like the NFL, but they don't know all the rules of the NFL. They, they don't know all the pieces of equipment that NFL players might wear, you know? Yep. What bothers me is when I meet somebody visiting Austin, they find out I play roller derby and they're like, Oh really? That's amazing! Like, oh, I would, I would love to go to a bout one day. I wish I had that in my city. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, where are you from? Portland. What? What? <laughs> the number one in the world? <laughs> Bitch, bye. If you don't know that Portland has the biggest league. Like, oh, roller derby. That's so cool. It's so cool. Austin has stuff like that. Oh, where are you from? New York. What? <laughs> That's the stuff that bothers me. <laughs> oh man, that, yes, yes, yes. I tell everybody, like whoever asks me, like, and I tell them like, I started Derby in a very small town in Texas. Like there's gonna be, even if it's not in your small town, there's gonna be a, a very close town, probably just as small as yours, that has a Derby team. Or know somebody that can put you in contact with somebody that has a Derby team. Like there's, it, it's everywhere. Like y'all, I'm going home, next week and I already got a message from from the girl that runs the team in my town 
like, hey, when are you coming? Like, we're gonna put together a practice, whatever, whatever, whatever. Like, it's everywhere! It doesn't matter how big your town is, like, it doesn't matter. There's, there's gonna be roller derby anywhere close to you. So, that's not an excuse. That's because, then that's what I, that's to bring it all together, full circle, honey. Derby is not out there. People don't know it exists. No. And that's why when it comes to the online bickering, I all just need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> like, like, what is all this? What is all this? Like, oh, let's, let's, let's lift each other up. Like, we need to work together and like, look each other up, don't step on each other. Like, yada, yada, yada. And then you see this fucking bullshit on social media. And like, you see all these like fucking people like fighting for like whatever. Like, it's like, yo, like, can we just like come uh, to an agreement, work together? Like, you know, like, I don't know. Anyways. I'm just going on a rant here. No, I, I feel you. Like, some of the stuff I've seen on social media the past few weeks, I've just been like, uh, here we go again. Like, Derby is starting again, and this, here we are. Yeah. But, I don't know. I think I think it's up to the people who want to see something different to just be consistent and adamant about that. Changing a culture is not easy. Right, it's not easy. Mm -hmm. So, like... But you have to want to do it, though. Th right. Like, every time... Every time anybody kind of slips up and falls back into the old way of doing things, it's like you're you're contributing to the survival <laughs> of the culture that you want to see that. That's why there are certain things that I will not respond to ever. Yeah. That I just will not address yeah. unless someone asks me a specific question. There are certain things that I just will not post on social media, will not put out there, will not engage in when it comes to like making comments on other yeah, people's posts. your time. But <clears throat> I just like, I don't know, like, if every, not maybe not everybody, but most of the people in your team, in your league, whatever you are, if you all have the same goal and the same, you know, like, whatever, like, like, it's a lot easier to change the culture if you really want to do it. If you really want to do it, yeah, it's not easy and it's going to, and it's going to take time and it's going to be hard sometimes, but if you really want to do it, you're going to do it. It can be done. Like, it can be done. So, you mm -hmm. um, all right, so let's wrap up with um, just a, a few important items. Okay. So we've got women's final four. Yes. Who are you wanting to see win? I don't even know because everything's so messed up. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? I feel like that was more so on the men's side. The women's final four, yeah, well, it's mostly okay, people. Too. Yeah, so this is my first March Madness, y'all. So bear with me, okay? I, I want to see South Carolina take on Connecticut, and I want to see South Carolina win. I I wouldn't mind that. This is gonna be a fun day tomorrow. Like I'm kind of stressed <laughs> right now, getting ready for tomorrow. But I'm just thinking about the fact that the tryouts are until Saturday, so I can chill in my hotel room and watch Sunday. women's basketball. Your is Sunday, S Saturday. Oh, Saturday. Okay. What yeah. time do you get there? Tomorrow? Yeah. Like 8 a.m. Oh, shit. Okay, wait. Yeah. I have plenty of time. Maybe plenty even time. earlier than that. Yeah, I think I think I would like South Carolina. I mean, UConn is doing really good, too, though. You They're know? always doing really good. Yeah, that's fair. That's I mean, fair. I it wouldn't surprise me if UConn won. They're good. Yeah. But I just, I want to see South Carolina win. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, Yeah. And then on the men's side, who I don't even... Play? Who did they play last game? That game was fucking intense. Who was that? Uh, the last UConn game? Oh, the last UConn game? Yes. They played... Um, Tennessee? Was it Tennessee? NC State. 
Yeah. What was that? Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, they went to two OTs. Did yeah. you watch that game? I watched the end of it. <laughs> Flynn and I were like, oh shit. It was just, it was so fucking It was, was like great... one of the most exciting games yes. of all of March Madness, yes, honestly. I agree. Like I that agree. game and then pretty much every game St. Peter's was in. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, yes. Agreed. Shout out to yes. St. Peter's for making it as far as they did. Yes. Like that, I, that was I, really I, fun I, to watch on the men's side. Yes. 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 But now that they're out of the tournament, I think I want to see Duke win it all. You want to see Duke win it? Yeah. I mean, it would, it would just be one of those, like, really storybook endings, you know? Coach K's last season, you know, he beats UNC. <clears throat> like, it's, it's literally like it was written for Disney. Because it's like, you know, they played against <laughs> UNC, their last home game, and they lost. And people were disappointed. And Coach K was disappointed. It was hurtful. And they went into the tournament, and people were doubting them. Like, ah, it's Duke, but, like, they not really Duke this year. Like, eh. yeah. And so then they get, to, they, they get to face their rival again in the <laughs> final four. That's fair. And then they That's go to fair. the championship, and they win. <laughs> That's fair. They've been playing really good too, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind seeing them win. Um, I don't know. I don't know. You can tell which one of us has been paying attention to college basketball for years. Oh, I'm yeah. like, yes, Coach K. Yeah, wins I mean, one last championship. You're like, yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing them. Win. I mean, you know, I mean, this is like, like, there's been a lot of games that have been really like intense and like very like fun to watch, but I. I this is my first one. Like, I, I need to still, you know, like, I don't really have a, I don't think I have a team. I mean, it makes sense. Like, I don't think. Anyways, yeah. Anyways, it was, ah, what was that game too? The Wisconsin coach? Oh, it was, a, it was Tennessee player, right? It wasn't what? Wisconsin coach. Uh, Michigan. Wait, what, what game are you talking about? Ju- Juwan Howard is yes, the coach of Michigan. Yes, 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 yes. When he was consoling the other guy. Oh, lost. yes. That was Tennessee. Oh, it was so sick. That was See, really sweet. why isn't that on the news and the feed? Like, it was when the other stuff happened with him. And the ones coming to coach. That's, that's why, yes, that's why, <laughs> that's why I was a little yeah. confused. Uh, yeah, no, I thought that was interesting, too. That's like, you know, Juwan Howard mushed as a guy. And he's all over the place. But then he's like super fucking sweet and consoling this fucking kid that just lost the game against him. And like none of that, like that's nobody knows. Yeah. I but I mean a lot of people have that dichotomy though. A lot of people have those two sides to them. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's true. I will say. But still (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't help myself. (laughs) Did I send you that real? Of a, uh, let me see if I send it to you because if I didn't, I'm gonna send it to you. Do you watch Marvel movies? Yes. Did you see the last one with with Thanos? Huh? Yes, I saw it. That's not. What it is. <laughs> you just randomly got excited about Marvel. Yes. No, I said that because sorry, no. I said that because of what I posted in my story connecting Marvel movies to the Will Smith situation. I know, but did you see the real though? Did you see the real? You haven't seen that. Did this? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You sent me that? I think so. Yes. I think so, yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my god. Oh yeah, yeah. I sent it to you. I sent it to you. That was that was a really fucking good one. That was a good one. <laughs> that is a really good hold on. I'm about to send that to somebody else because <laughs> that is hilarious. Oh, yeah. I don't know who had that much time on their hands, but, but that is yeah. so good. And then I'm gonna send you this one that I just watched today too, but um uh, what is his name? Hold on. I'm gonna have to share these in our stories now. That's fine. That's fine. This is this is more of a Emmanuel Acho. Do you follow him? I don't follow him, but I know who that is. Okay, well, he made also because I guess uh, Will Smith wrote a book or something. So one of the one of the chapters or whatever he talks about. This is he, this is Emmanuel Acho's opinion on why Will Smith uh, punched. Chris Rock in the face or smacked him or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he grew up like he said you grew up like having a lot of fear of like uh um of failing, of like not being good enough, of like uh, showing weakness or whatever. And then his dad punched his mom on the side of the head so hard that she collapsed. Oh and he didn't do anything. And he felt like he's been uh, like in not in debt or whatever with his mom because he didn't do anything at the time. So that's Emmanuel Acho's opinion on why he actually is defending Jada now in this. I'm going to be honest. I'm kind of over all the think pieces on it. <laughs> I'm just like a, a dude smacked another dude. It's, it's not that deep. Yes. Right. I think that's one of the reasons why I would hate being a celebrity because I would hate it if I just like got into a fight with somebody <laughs> or I hit somebody and then like for a whole fucking week everybody had to like create reels about it and write these blog articles about it yeah. and post these think pieces about it. The memes are funny. Oh, the memes. Are but funny. all the and other like really you know, hilarious. let's engage in some really deep analysis of the situation. Yeah. I'm just like, like yo, honestly, move on. Okay, I don't agree, uh, you know, you know, violence. I don't condone violence, whatever. Right. Anybody shouldn't, anybody should not condone violence. But anyways, like, Flynn was like, I would have smacked him back. Like, <laughs> like, 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 in that moment, like, and honestly, I probably would have too. Like, I would have been, like, in shock for, like, the first couple of seconds. But then I would have walked behind him and be like, yo, Will. And I would have smacked him back or something or pu- no, push him out of the... Like, but I feel like in those moments, like you've got to be thinking about it's, it's one of those things where you're thinking about all your possible responses. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, and because you what have to can be in happen. Situation. Oh, yeah, yeah. You have to be in the situation to actually know what you would do, which nobody, n- yeah. none of us will ever know because oh, maybe you will be in the Oscars someday and you get the chance to smack yes. another celebrity in the face. Maybe one I day you will won't. host the Oscars and you'll be thinking, like, Okay, do I still get paid if right. I fight this person? <laughs> right. Right now. Right. But honestly, all this bullshit of like um people saying like they should they should take the Oscar away from Will and like whatever whatever, like all these other fucking men that have done a lot of fucking shit way worse than smacking a dude in the face. And they get their Oscars and now this person of color get the fucking Oscar and you're gonna take it away? Fuck no. I, I will not, I will not ever agree with that. That's just like, mm-mm. 
Yeah, no, that's that's a super good point. There's yes. there have been a lot of people who have done way worse things than smack a dude on the Oscars yes. kept their, yes. their Oscars. Like raping women, like like sodomizing women, like like harassing women, like a lot of other shit, and they get their fucking Oscar in their fucking house. So don't come on me with this bullshit that oh well he's not doing the face. No, he just had he actually had the boss to do it on live television, so you actually watched it. You didn't see the other people what they did to these other women. Anyways, that's not the point. But also in the Oscars. Because uh, Penelope Cruz was uh, uh, nominated, mm-hmm. and I don't know who it was because I didn't watch it. But my sister told me about it. Uh, they like made a joke about like it didn't. They didn't even say her name it was Javier Bardem's wife, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like she doesn't have a name. Like a lot of people in the, you don't even know who Javier Bardem is, dog. Like you don't. Even, I don't exactly, <laughs> exactly. But you know who Penelope Cruz is, yes, right? Yes, I do. She's been in so many more movies. She all she has an Oscar already. Like, I don't understand the need to make that joke. And I was still influenced this too. Like, yes, Chris Rock was at a line. Yes. There's so many other shit that you can make fun of that it has doesn't have to be like race, gender, sexuality, or any physical appearance. There's so many other shit that you can make jokes about. And like, you know, you might get canceled if you do that shit. You know. You know, this is the, 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 the day that we live today, like, and, and how society it is right now. You know, there's evictions, you're gonna get canceled. And honestly, another point, I don't think he actually wrote that joke. I think, how was he gonna know that Jada was gonna show up with a bald head? I mean, she has been talking about her alopecia. Yes. I guess, I guess I look at it the opposite way. Like, yes, there are other things that you can make jokes about, but at the same time, somebody who's been a comedian as long as Chris Rock has been a comedian knows that, like, if you do make a joke, some people might like it and some people might not. I now, I don't know if Chris Rock has ever been smacked in the face, but it's just <laughs> like, I'm just like, yeah, that's a, that's the thing that happens with comedians. That's the thing that happens with with jokes. Like, sometimes yeah. there are going to be some people who are like, that wasn't funny. It yeah. strikes it strikes a chord that does not make them laugh. Or they I might agree. take personally, and then there are going to be other people who find it funny. Yes. That is just how jokes work. And I and I agree, I agree. But a lot of those jokes are like personal jokes. Like you tell those jokes about you or your kids or your wife or like whatever. You know, like it, it's not about somebody else. A lot of the times, I'm not saying every time. But a lot of the time, but I don't know. It was just like it, it was unnecessary. To that me, is a good point because, like, you know, a you lot know, of those- while while Jada has talked about her alopecia, it's never been. It's never been the subject of entertainment. Right. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Yes, exactly. So, like, it's like, it would be different than, like, okay, so you're at the Oscars, right? It would be different than making fun of a producer for putting out a bad movie, right? Because, yes. like, one, if you put out a movie, you know there's a chance that people might think it's shitty. And two, by then, there have probably already been a lot of jokes made, right? Yes. I haven't seen a lot of people making fun of Jada Pinkett Smith's alopecia. Yes, exactly. So it is kind of like... Did you really vet this? Did you make sure she was okay with this being a joke? That's what I'm saying. Like, I honestly think he made that joke on the fly. I legit think he made that joke on the fly because how was he, how, how could he know when he was writing his bit or he had with his writers, whatever, like, how could he know? That's just me. I'm not, I mean, I'm not defending either one. I'm just saying, um, I don't know. That's just, that's just weird to me. But okay. Well, we'll wrap up with one more cool thing in sports. So, um, Bruce Arians retired, 
and has made way for Todd Bowles to be the head coach of the bunk of the Buccaneers. So oh, he yeah, so he retired. He said that he'd been wanting to be GM for a while and that he felt more comfortable retiring when uh, Tom Brady came back because like now the person who's taking his place is going to be black, you know, and there's been, you know, a lot of talk about black head coaches in, in the NFL. Yep. And he said that he did not want that to happen. And for a black head coach to have to take his place, or at least specifically this head coach, to have to take his place during a rebuilding year. Yeah. So once he found out that Tom Brady was coming back, he was like, he okay, I can retire mm-hmm. because now this person's going to be set up for success. Yeah. And I feel like that is an example of allyship, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, he could have just felt felt comfortable being like, oh, I'm retiring and a black head coach is taking my place, yeah. you know. But I feel like it takes a certain amount of foresight to look around and be like, you know what? A lot of times black head coaches end up inheriting situations where it's mm-hmm. almost like they're set up for failure. Yes. And they do seem statistically to be quicker to be fired mm-hmm. when white head coaches can have the same records or worse and keep their jobs for longer. Yes. So if I this agree. person is going to take over this job, I want them to be set up this way. Yeah. You know, yeah. and so to give a black head coach the opportunity to coach a team led by Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going to happen. Like, I don't know if this guy is going to be a good head coach or not, but I do feel like at least he's being set up for success. Yes. And yes. so I just got to commend Bruce Arians for that. Yes. Um, just, yes. just for having that level of foresight for being that considerate for considering postponing his own retirement yeah. just to make sure that this situation was right. Because that is something that not a lot of people would do or even think about or right. even care about. Yes, exactly. People wouldn't even think about him. Like, oh, you know, I'm just going to retire. I'm done, whatever. And like, they wouldn't think about the person behind them. Right. The person that's going to pick up. Something like that lets you know he felt it was his duty yes. to set this person up mm-hmm. for success. And mm-hmm. I commend that. I yes. appreciate that. Yes. And I would love for more people to look at that as an example. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. One hundred percent. I liked him as a coach. I think he was a really good coach. Yeah. I mean, I don't know much about him as a coach. I think I made him made fun of him a couple of times. But... I mean, you know, we make fun of a lot of people here. <laughs> don't smack me in the face. <laughs> don't pull a wheel. So, yeah, that's it. I know there's a lot more stuff that we could talk about. Um, I, I feel like I should touch on the Deshaun Watson thing real quick. Look, I'm I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. All I'm going to say is this. Okay, so we don't know if he's guilty, right? That's a fact. Two different grand juries refused to indict him. That's a fact, right? So when I criticize what the Browns decided to do and the fact that they set up this structure almost so that uh, so that even if the NFL did decide to dole out punishment. He wouldn't take that much of a hit because most of his salary isn't coming in his first year. Yeah. It's almost that like they're trying to protect him yes. from any consequences he may have to suffer for what he may or may not have done. And so while I may not know whether or not he's guilty, it does look like the Browns don't seem to care whether he's guilty or not. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the thing in my opinion. I mean, it's like it's, it's one thing for you to say, I don't think he's guilty, but it's it's another thing for you to basically set up things to where it's like, OK, even if he is, we're going to protect him because yeah. what's more important than what happened to these women is that we have this good quarterback. Yeah, I mean, honestly, this is this is the thing. If there were 22 women, 22 that reported him. 
it's hard for me to believe like all of them are lying. It's yeah, hard for me to believe that. Something happened. And, and I mean, it could be that he's an idiot and it's like, yeah. dude, stop fucking your massage therapist or whatever happened, you know? Yes. Like, there's so many other places you can like pick up women, hit on women. How about not doing that when there's this sort of power dynamic? How about not doing that with, with women that you pay for a service? Yes. Yes. For example. Yeah, so it's like at minimum you're a dumbass, you know. But and I'm not saying that somebody should like have to suffer legal consequences for being a dumbass. I'm just saying no, 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 no. But like that's what I'm saying. Like there's 22 women, you know, like report him with allegations of sexual harassment or assault or whatever. It's really hard for me to believe that all of them are like exaggerating or lying or like you know trying to get a piece of it. Like it's hard for me to believe all 22 of them are not entirely truthful about it. It's, it's, it's really hard for me to believe that. And obviously we have no, no, no fact. We have, we have nothing really because he hasn't been indicted. And you so. know, you know what I started to think about though, that I couldn't even wrap my mind around because the scenario sounds so foreign. I was just like, what if Deshaun Watson was a woman and got accused by 22 men? <laughs> like how would that even play out? And I was just like, you first of all, you wouldn't hear about it, and second of all, you would be in jail. Yeah, and I, I'm like, I'm just trying to imagine, like, let's say there was some woman out there, just like you know, coercing dudes into letting letting her peg them or something. <laughs> like, I was just thinking, like, I don't know, like money or something, and you were there with a the pegging. But anyways, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying to like make it, you know, comparable. Because uh-huh. uh-huh. I'm like, what could you really say? There's like, there's there's this woman. <laughs> who's got these trainers and masseuses and she coerced all of them into like letting them, I'm going to have to cut out this whole part. <laughs> She's coerced all of them, them into letting her give them a hand job mm-hmm. or, or peg them or whatever. Like, well, I only love you because you said pegging. And like, literally I'm only laughing because I just saw it like literally two days ago on a show and it was just, it was just funny. You saw it on a show? You no, saw no, pegging on a no, show? No, it happened. It happened. Like, he asked her to peg him. Oh, okay. I'm like, what show? Yeah. It ain't Pornhub, let me tell you. It was the bold type on Hulu, I think. It was actually a really good show. I really liked it. We just finished it. But, yeah, so that happened. So, it made me think of that. Sorry. But... But yeah, so like I was just trying to wrap my mind around that just to see if I would I would feel differently about it. And it's like so foreign, I can't even. But I will I will say this regarding the number of women. I think the reason why so many people find it odd is because they all said something at the same around the same time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what makes people a lot of people think that it's opportunistic. And it's like, we may never know what it is about the details of the situation that made two different grand juries be like, no, we're not. Yeah. We're not taking this any further. But there must be something, right? Oh, for sure. Which right. makes me think that the truth is somewhere in the middle. Maybe he did do some things that were, like, inappropriate, but didn't cross the line of assault. You know? And so maybe that's where we are. Maybe that's why we're oh, in a yeah. situation where it's like, okay, now it's up to the civil suits. But it's just, like, my whole thing with, like, you know, the Cleveland Browns and how they've reacted to it is just, like, y'all are being real vague about what led you to the decision of thinking that it's okay to bring this guy onto your team. 
Like you're being real vague about what's making you trust him. And so it's like, because of that, people are going to have a hard time trusting you. So that's something that you're going to have to deal with it. Like simply, simply saying you conducted an investigation is not going to be enough right now because like the, with the way everything is set up, because it's just like, if you conducted an investigation and you're so sure, then why backload so much of his salary? You know what I'm saying? It's just stuff like that. That just like feels sneaky. How, How do you think this would have played out in the NBA? In the NBA? Yeah. I don't know. I I feel like the NBA would have done something by now. That's what I'm saying. It's such a different entity. It's like, it's just... Because it's like, with civil lawsuits, like, it might be years before we hear anything else. You know? So it's like, if the NFL is waiting to see what the result is of, of like, these civil lawsuits, like, that's going to be a while. But maybe they were waiting on the second grand jury. That just happened, you know? That's true. That's true. So... I don't know. I'm just, I guess, I guess I'm really just saying this just like as a message to like all the teams and like people who might consider addressing this, like simply saying that like you believe because of whatever investigation was conducted, like that's, that's not enough because it's like the actions that are actually being taken suggest that you don't actually care. Yeah. And so it's like, if people already believe that you don't care, then all the statements that you make are just going to sound like they're justifying your apathy. Yeah. Right. So you're going to have to do something. Deshaun Watson is going to have to do something. And if he did make a mistake, hopefully he's grown from it. But, you know, a lot of times we make mistakes in our lives and we end up having to do more than just move on, especially whenever you're in a position. Like, even if you're not in a position where you're a very public figure, even if you're just in a position where, like, a number of people are looking at you, like, sometimes you have to do something to show people that you're in a different place, that you're a different person, that you're not going to repeat those actions. You know what I mean? And so I think that's where we are with this. Like him being defensive isn't going to help at this point. The Cleveland Browns saying they conducted an investigation in which they didn't even talk to the women isn't going to help with this. It's like, y'all are going to have to put in a lot of work to show that you actually care as much as you say that you do Mm -hmm. and that this person is as reformed as you say he is. Because right now, all signs point to, we don't give a fuck. Yeah. We just want to play football. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We just need this player. So here we are. That's what yeah. it sounds like right now. So yeah. So we're going to give you the benefit of the doubt for a little bit. And we'll, we'll revisit and see how you're doing. I'm not <laughs> even giving him so much the benefit of the doubt. Like, I'm, I'm at the point where I believe what I just said. I believe something happened that maybe it wasn't enough to press criminal charges, but I do believe he did something oh. inappropriate that he should not have done. Oh, for sure, for sure, yeah, yeah. No, and I'm that about, he. I'm talking about the Browns. Like I'm gonna give you some oh, time to see yeah. how you react to all of this, and then we can revisit. Yeah, I I think he's he's and, and this is the thing. Like depending on, uh, I don't know how it works here, but I'm assuming like each state is different, and depending how long ago it was, maybe it's you know statute limitations or. If there is no penetration, is not really actual sexual assault, like some states. If it's like, it ha- there's a lot of things playing into it. So, depending how it all went, and you know, maybe maybe it was consensual, and like all these women, I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's hard for me to believe all these women are not like completely truthful. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like hanging out with like having a lot of dude friends and not necessarily them telling stories about themselves, but then talking about 
other people that they may know. I, I guess I've just learned that young men are so led astray when oh, it comes sure. to like how to interact mm-hmm. with women, mm-hmm. how to engage in sexual activity, mm-hmm. what's acceptable and what's not. Yeah. And so it's like, I, I think it might even be possible that he did do something really fucked up and like might not literally might not have realized that it was wrong that because up, yeah. he mm-hmm. never had to face consequences for it in the past. Somebody else made him believe that it was accept- because once again, yeah. these are young, like very oh, young yeah. men right, with right, not right. that much life experience. Right. And a lot of their adult life experience has involved people kind of catering to them. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. And That's so... You combine that with like perhaps a high libido, a, a, a generous sexual appetite, and it can mm-hmm. go very, very wrong. I agree. I agree. So we shall see. Like I said, hopefully he's learned, he'll evolve, reform, and actually show and prove. And hopefully the Cleveland Browns will do better by all of the, the female fans, male and female actually, yeah. fans that have expressed concern to them about the situation and, and basically what their actions are signaling to the public. Yeah. So, that being said, you got anything else? I think no. Uh, you know, I was, we, we have baseball on TV right now. I don't know why, but we just, we was just playing. What is this with the stushes? What is with this mustaches of, the, of this young man? Why are they, why? What is, what is going on? Is that a trend now? I don't understand what you're asking me. <laughs> why, why are they wearing it? Why do, why they, do they have, have mustaches? Yes, just, yes. Like in the 80s. It's like, is it, is it like, is it, like short? Is it, is, like, is it, is it, is it, is it like a thing now? Is it like? I don't know. Just, I don't know. <laughs> it, just makes, it just makes me uncomfortable. And I just saw like three players with it. And I was like, ah, is this like a, is this like a new thing now? Is it like a? So, anyways, that was it. I like Schultz. <laughs> I thought you were about to ask me a question about this sport. <laughs> like, what is it with the mustaches? I'm like, what? <laughs> My bad. That's it for more information the first time. <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, yeah. I I personally don't think it's not my cup of tea. Me neither. That's why I'm asking. And so I don't know. Maybe the type of people that they're going for, they like that. I I have no idea. Okay. All right. I was just curious if you know something that I didn't. Sometimes things are trend and they go away and then they come back. Oh, I see. (laughs) You see what I mean? You see what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm I'm not a fan, but I don't know what. Okay, well, I was just curious. That's cool. Maybe he's amazing. Uh, a Larry Foot and Casey Rogers will work under new coach Cobble. That was something else that they were saying about Bruce Arians that like he was like very big on diversity and like he had like eleven women and minorities on his coaching staff. Oh, next episode, we absolutely need to talk about this new initiative by the NFL that's actually requiring all teams to hire an offensive coach assistant that is either a minority or a woman. Whoa! We, yeah, we gotta dive into that. Okay. So. All right. Okay. I'm right. sticking you a little bit, but we'll take it for now. We'll see how it was. Or maybe, or maybe we won't. We'll talk about we'll, it. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> Don't let me get ahead of myself. We're, we're gonna talk about it. But anyway, for now, I'm bitch two. I'm bitch one. And we out. Bye.